I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Decomplicating Dressage podcast. For those of you that are new here, my name is Jess Gale and this podcast is all about training your horse in a simple, uncomplicated way. In this episode, we are going to be looking at what you can do when you have had a bad test or a bad training session. We're going to look at what you can do before, during, whilst you're in the middle of that bad test or that bad training session and what you can do after to help you reflect and come up with a game plan. Tests or training sessions that don't go right are the perfect opportunity to learn what doesn't work and when dealt with correctly can be hugely beneficial for your training and can end up being more helpful than the tests that actually go really well. If you enjoy this episode then please do share it and let us know what you think by tagging us in it too. The best way you can do this is on social media and you can find us at Decomplicating Dressage on both Instagram and Facebook. Before we get started then I want to tell you a bit about the Decomplicating Dressage Training Hub. It's an online platform that helps riders who may find schooling their horses on their own unproductive or boring or if you feel like you are just not improving. There are 30 to 45 minute training sessions that look at everything from improving your horse's reaction to your leg to test riding to improve your centre lines. Each training session has an audio clip you can listen to in the car or while you're tacking up your horse that's going to talk you through what we will be doing and the exercises that are going to help you achieve this. Each training session also comes with a PDF document that you can either download and keep on your phone or print out and this has a written version of the audio clips as well as some theory about what we're doing, why it's important and why the exercises work. There's also a problem solving section in it. So if you come across a problem that you don't know how to fix within the session, 
This is going to explain to you exactly how you are going to fix it. Alongside the training sessions on this platform, there are also training articles to improve your dressage knowledge. And there are also worksheets and other resources to help you with your mindset, competition preparation and your training. There is also a 24-7 hotline for all your questions, training, dressage or horse related. And there are also opportunities for you to have virtual lessons, mental sessions and video analysis too. To join us, all you have to do is head to www.decomplicatingdressage.com and just click the join us button. We can't wait to see you all there and welcome you to our awesome team. So before we even get started talking about what to do once you've had a bad test or a bad training session, I want to talk about the emotions first because I think we've all felt angry, sad, frustrated, disappointed after a test or a training session. Realistically, we've probably felt it multiple times. And it's so easy to beat ourselves up over it. When you're feeling those emotions, there are a few things you can do that might help. But this is where it's really important to know yourself and how you find it best to deal with things when they go wrong. Do you find it easier to go and sit on your own for a bit? Do you find it easier to just have a cry and let those emotions out? Do you find it easier to try to forget about what's happened for now and just go and do something else? Do you find it better to spend time with your friends and your family? There's no right or wrong answer here, but I think it's really important to give yourself some space to process and breathe after all the emotion that we feel after a bad test or a training session. So this episode is going to take you through how you can kind of work out what works best for you so you can come up with a little bit of a plan and a routine. I think it's really important to know as well that we all have bad tests and bad training sessions. Whilst I don't think social media helps because I feel like it kind of ends up being people's highlight reels. But don't let that make you think that no one struggles or no one has bad days. We all have days where we don't feel like riding or lack motivation. We all have days where we get things wrong, where we make silly mistakes that we shouldn't have or where things just don't work and you can't work out why. We all have those days. And I think that our sport is so different in that we can do everything right. Our technique, our aids, our seat can all be correct and the horse doesn't react in the way we expect. And I think we've all got to kind of accept that we're working with live animals here. So it's not just a case of training ourselves to be the best riders we can, which I think we can all agree is hard enough in itself. But it's also about training our horses to be the best they can be too. So it's a bit of a double-edged sword. And I think it's why it's really important to just, it sounds really cringy, but just be kind to ourselves and be kind to everyone else because... We're all in the same boat. We all have days where we struggle. We all have days that go really well. So let's celebrate in people's successes, but let's also be there when things don't go right too. So let's start by thinking about the things you can do now before you have a bad test and a bad trading session. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I am all about routines. But knowing what you need to do for yourself when you have a bad training session or a bad test is going to help to take the guesswork out of it. 
thinking about this when you are in the right frame of mind out of that situation is going to help you create a routine or a process that is going to be productive and is going to help you get the most out of a bad session rather than almost wallowing in that kind of frustration or anger or disappointment and then just wanting to move on and forget about it. There's no when that happens, no one learns from that. There's no positive that comes out of it. Whereas I think it's really important to try your best to have a routine that turns what might be seen as a bad test or a bad training session actually into a positive. And there are things you can plan to do before it goes wrong, during it, when it's all going wrong, and also after you've had that bad test or training session. And all those things together really help create a routine that is going to help get you to have the most productive reaction and the most learning from that situation. So let's start with what to do before you have a bad test or a bad training session. Now, I always talk about goal setting and I think it is genuinely so important for every training session and for every test I do, I will have a goal. Now, this goal might not be set in stone and I might change it before or during my session, depending on how I'm feeling, how my horse is feeling, what else is going on. There could be loads of things. But the important thing is to have something that you are working towards, something to make you know whether you have achieved what you set out to achieve or not. And it will help give your training a focus And stop you having those sessions where you know something went wrong because it just didn't feel right. But you weren't actually sure what was wrong. It just wasn't right. And this happens when you are just aiming for a good, in quotation marks, session. But you aren't specific on what you actually want to be good. When you do this, if something doesn't feel good in your session... It's really hard to actually find out what it is that is wrong or you're not happy with. There's just no direction. Instead, if you have a goal, and this could literally be anything from you enjoying your session to building your horse's confidence in the flying changes, you are going to be able to check in throughout that session and think, have I achieved my aim for the session? And if you haven't, you can then think about what you need to do to get there. What exercises has your trainer given you that really work to fix that? Have you read anything that might work? Or can you just play around with a couple of ideas that you have and see what works? When you get to the end of the session, you can check in again with yourself. Now, it might be that you achieved your goal, in which case, that's amazing. But if you haven't and you tried different things that didn't really work, then you know that it might either be a good idea to seek the help of the trainer to help with this specific problem. Or it could be that you have a list now of things that don't work, which is super valuable in itself. Or it could even be that you come out of that training session kicking yourself because you realised exactly what you should have done, but didn't realise until too late. In which case, that's great because you know now exactly what you need to do next time. Either way, you then end up with a much more productive training session, a clearer picture of what you need to do if you haven't achieved your goal halfway through the session, and a very clear next step if you don't achieve your goal at the end of the session. 
In other words, you're going to become a much more effective trainer of your horse. You're going to have a greater awareness of your strengths and weaknesses as a partnership. And from this, your progress is going to be so much quicker. Now, we've talked about goals from a training perspective quite a bit. And now we need to look at it from a test or a competition perspective. Before you go to a show, I always ask all my clients to set themselves a goal in their head. Now, it cannot be a percentage and it cannot be a placing or anything to do with a score. And I say this because you don't have full control over that. It's also based on the people in your class and the judge you have. And there's just so many things that influence that that aren't in your control. Instead, you need to pick a goal that is completely in your control and decided by you. So it needs to be completely based on you and your horse's performance. Now, it could be that you've really been focusing on something in your training. So let's say you've been really focusing on your horse maintaining a consistent contact or you've been focusing on your transitions or. Or it could be that you have been focusing on, let's say, your medium chop steps. By doing this. This is your goal. And again, don't link it to a mark. It needs to be a goal where you are able to come out of that test and go, yes, I feel I achieved that. Or no, I didn't achieve that before you even look at that test sheet or score sheet. Some examples, some of my clients have had this week and I got them to write them all down and send them to me. And I've picked out three as really good examples of the kind of thing that you're looking for when it comes to a goal. So one has said, my goal is to have reactive and obedient upward transitions throughout the test. So that is really specific. That's something that we had been working on in the week before. And so it was a really natural goal for her to make that then be in a test situation. Now, a another One of my clients has said that they want their goal to be to maintain the rhythm of the canter within the tempi changes. Now, this is a really kind of PC way of saying that the horse kind of shot off within the tempi changes. So that is then a perfect goal. So she is aiming for control and rhythm of the canter during those times where she's having to do those tempi changes. Now, the final goal that I've picked out is um, from one of my younger riders who has said that she um, wants to make sure that she doesn't let her horse drop behind her leg in the canter work. And this is because we had been working on making sure that she doesn't kick every single stride and let her horse slowly slip behind the leg. So again, perfect transition then for the show that she's going out to at the end of this week on the weekend to then say, great. I now want to try and get this in a competition situation. So now we can look at what to do during the test or training session. When it's all going absolutely kaput, completely going wrong, what can you do in that moment? Now, this part is all about your routines. We need to give you something that you do every time you feel things are going wrong and you're not quite sure what's going on and you start feeling frustrated or upset or disappointed. Now it doesn't need to be anything big or extravagant, it just needs to be something that calms you down, gets you starting to think rationally and productively about how you can actually fix the problem. 
Now, everyone is different, so you've got to find what works for you. For me, I always just stop and give my horse a walk break on a long rein because I do really find the stopping is always the hardest bit because I feel like I'm basically giving up. But over the years, I've realised that when I don't stop, whatever I'm doing clearly isn't working. And it's not like it's magically going to work just because I'm being stubborn and carrying on doing it. And it's there's that saying that says, I can't remember what it is, something like the definition of stupidity is doing the same thing twice and expecting a a different result. And so I think that's really important that you and having that humility to be honest with yourself and go, this isn't working and to just stop and allow yourself space and time to calm down if you are feeling frustrated. And then you can ask yourself these three questions. And these are the things I always ask myself and they help me to just work out what's going wrong. And so the first question I ask is, am I on track to achieve my goal? for that session and normally normally the answer is no because if I've got myself to this stage then I'm probably not on track to achieving my goal the second question then is what is stopping me from achieving my goal and this is the thing that this is what's causing the problem what is what is stopping you from getting what you want and this is sometimes the hardest bit and takes the longest amount of time but once you're able to work out what the problem is Then you can go into the last question, which is what exercises or changes can I make to get back on track to achieving my goal? Now, depending on who you are, you could ask someone on the ground who's been watching for their advice or their opinions. You don't necessarily have to take it on board and do it, but it might be helpful to see it from another person's perspective. If they've been videoing, even better, have a look through the video and see what it looks like from the ground. Or if you're on your own, I always like to think, what would my trainer do? Or what would they say if I'd come to them with this problem? And to be honest, the odds are that I've probably already come to them with that problem before. And they've told me exactly how to fix it. I just need to remember it. But all of this, you can also do in the warm up for your test. Don't be afraid in the middle of your warm-up to just stop. Give yourself some space to breathe and think. And then you can think through that different approach. Obviously, the time pressure doesn't help. But again, you've, you've just got to think that whatever you were doing before clearly isn't working. And if you keep going, it's not going to suddenly work. So you need to stop. And by doing this, you're going to avoid any unnecessary confrontation with your horse, losses of harmony, arguments, and then you can actually think of an approach that's going to work. Now, the last bit then is what to do after a bad training session or test. So let's say you've either tried everything that we've spoken about before and it hasn't worked, or you forgot to do it and you've come out of a test or a training session disappointed or angry about how wrong it went. Again, I know I'm repeating myself, but I feel it's so important to mention that we all have these days. You are not the only one having a bad training session or test that day. I guarantee it to you. But all you can do now 
is reflect and make the situation as positive and productive as possible so you can actually learn from it and know what to do if you have that situation again. So give yourself space to breathe first. Don't go straight in saying about how bad everything was and how awful a rider you are and how you're going to quit and everything else, which I know we've we've all been there. But just let everything cool down. And then when you feel you have a bit more perspective, then you can sit yourself down and think about what happened. Give yourself at least till the end of the class or you can wait till you get home or you can wait until literally the next day or the next week. You will know when it's the right time. And so this next process is always so much easier if your session or your test has been videoed or if there was someone there watching it. I know sometimes that isn't always possible, but it can be so helpful to be able to watch it back with the test sheet or with obviously everything that you know from that training session. And to be honest, you'll probably find that it didn't look as bad as it felt in the first place anyway. It can also be really helpful to include parents or your trainer or your helper or whoever was there with you because they're going to give you another viewpoint. And this viewpoint might be a more rational viewpoint, if that makes sense, or almost a viewpoint that's more... They're kind of more outside of the situation. They're kind of looking at it more from a maybe a more practical way or a more rational way or they're kind of they have a bit more perspective maybe. They might not. I know there's been situations where my mum hasn't been as rational and there's been times where she's been very more rational. So it's about kind of putting the right person into this conversation. But talking about your bad tests or training sessions is really important. And you can do it with whoever you feel comfortable with. I do this a lot with my clients. Anyone I go to warm up, we will do a debrief session. But we also do it in the mentor sessions that I do with my clients and also with my Decomplicating Dressage Hub members. We go through the test and we actually create a game plan to move forward. And it can be so beneficial. And to be honest, usually ends up being far more productive and helpful for that rider than a good test would be. So once you sat down, you feel calm, you feel ready to go, you can then go through and you can either choose to annotate your test sheet or just write down the answers to these questions. Now, the first question is, what are two things that you are happy with? Now, this could be from your warm up, from a movement that you were happy with or if the judge gave you a good mark for something or even how you dealt with the problems that you had. Number two then is did I achieve the goal I set out to achieve? Now obviously this goal like we said before it's not a score, it's not a mark, it's not a placing, it's just what you wanted to achieve with your horse. Then number three is two things that you would do differently if you were able to do that test again, with everything being exactly the same. So with this hindsight, what would you do differently if you could repeat the whole situation again? And this is so important to make this test or session as productive as possible and make sure that you learn as much from this situation as you can. Number four then is what is one thing you've realised you need to be working on in your training? So it might be that God, rainbacks is the main situation that happens quite a lot. 
that we go into a test and we're like, oh, I'll rain back. That's fine. And then you do it and realise, mm, actually, I need to teach my horse a rain back. Or it might be that you find that you need to keep your horse, I don't know, um, straighter in the leg yields. You need to work on your straightness. Or you might find that they need to be more supple and more bending around your inside leg. Anything that you feel like you need to go away and work on in your training, that's one thing you can write down. And the final thing is to give yourself a goal for your next competition. Now, you can change this in the future, but it's about almost collecting all that information you've gained from the last four questions that we've just spoken about and going, okay, what is one thing that I want to do next time? Now, you'll have noticed, again, that none of these questions involve anything about percentages or scores except for the positive one. And I think that that is so important. In our sport, the score is important to qualify. It's important if you're in a championship. But I think we put way too much pressure on ourselves to get a certain score, when realistically, so much of that could be down to the venue, who went in before you, the rest of the riders and horses in your class, the judge you have on the day. And there's so much more Following these questions every time is going to give you a huge amount of awareness about your performance, but it's also going to make sure you learn as much as you can from the experience. You may find that answering these questions completely changes your mind over whether you've had a successful day or not. But you're also going to make so much more progress when you are constantly looking at both your successful and your non-successful days and looking at what you can take from each experience. And 100%, even if you come out and you've had a super successful day, sit and enjoy it, but then still go back and answer these questions. So you learn to really embed those bits that worked really well, and still look to improve even further next time. Every rider's dressage journey is full, and I mean really full of lots of successes, and lots of failures. These failures are always huge learning opportunities for every rider. Most people learn far more from the tests or training sessions that go wrong because we automatically want to work out why they went wrong to make sure it doesn't happen again. Whereas when a test or training session goes right, it's so easy to just enjoy the success and then forget about all the little things that maybe still went wrong or still need to be improved. So focus on learning as much as you can from every experience. And the more you can reflect, keep the good bits and get rid of the bad bits, the quicker and easier that you are going to improve. So I really hope that you found this episode useful. If you did, please do share it. And especially if you feel like there's someone out there, maybe a friend or a family member that you think could really benefit from hearing this, please do share it with them. A lot of this stuff is things that I really wish that I'd known a bit sooner. It's made such a difference to how I look at success and failure and also how I deal with each of those. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and I will see you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. 
Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.